and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast about friends sharing with friends, whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. This week, I forced Kim and Janelle to listen to a podcast. It's called The Mystery Show. There's only six episodes, and they listen to all of them. And I really don't know how to describe it besides Starly, the host of the podcast, goes around trying to solve these little obscure mysteries. It was very popular when it started, and then she stopped putting out episodes, and that made me really sad. So what did you guys think? I really, really enjoyed it. One, I recognized her voice because I used to listen to This American Life all the time, and she was a contributor on This American Life. At first, I was like, okay, who is this? Because she also reminds me of Sarah Val a little bit in the voice. But then I was like, no, that's not Sarah Val. Who is this? So I really, there was kind of a familiarity with her anyways, and I really, really enjoyed it. Awesome. I'm trying to look up who Sarah Val is, first of all. Who's who's Sarah Val? Enlighten me. She wrote The Wordy Shipmates, for one. She writes historical nonfiction, but it's humorous, and she also, I believe, has contributed to This American Life. So this was, uh, I believe, the first podcast I've ever listened to. It almost seems wrong since you (laughs) are on a podcast. Well, I know, and this is what I'm going to say now is going to sound even worse. I don't like the idea of podcasts at all. (laughs) (laughs) For my own... Get out. (laughs) That's hilarious. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Because it's funny because... I'm sorry. It's funny because you host a podcast. I I know. I'm aware. Okay. The thing is, though, for my own personal use. Like, the idea of podcasts are fine. Mm -hmm. But there's a couple reasons why I don't listen to them. Number one, the best time for me to listen to something like that and to actually, like, pay attention is when I'm just fooling around, like, playing games on the internet or something like that. I can't listen to things that I need to divide my attention with if I'm doing work. So if I'm doing work, I'm going to be listening to, like, instrumental music or something like that. So that axes out a whole bunch of my time. See, that's why when I first got into podcasts, I started listening to them when I was working at a corporate job and I knew the stuff I had to do and it was required some thought, but not a lot of thought. It was more routine and and repetitive. So I would get bored easily just listening to music. So I started listening to podcasts. Right. Well, see, and I even, I was listening to the last episode of it today while I was copying and pasting our information. We're building a website for a class right now. And I was copying and pasting my notes into the the HTML file, and I kept screwing up while I was listening to it. Not because copying and pasting into HTML is hard, because it's really not, but because I just can't split my focus with something like that. So podcasting is an issue with me for that. I like to follow things loyally. so I feel like I would have a lot of, like, guilt <laughs> if I didn't follow something religiously. I don't feel like I could just pick up a podcast and just, you know, whenever I want to. So I've just never tried. So I say all of this to say, I loved this. Yay! So you had me much. so nervous, Chanel. Thanks for building. That was great suspense building you did. <laughs> like, oh gosh, she hated it. <laughs> okay. No, I, I literally, I don't know what, what anybody could hate about this podcast unless you just aren't a fan of listening to podcasts and i've just i've never given them a shot i downloaded a podcast app and was like reading all of these different podcasts and subscribing to them and i never listened to anything and i got rid of the app that's just the type of person i am i'm just not a podcast listener but this was great because there's so many layers to it it's expertly written because 
the whole premise is that you know one of Starly's friends usually has some kind of little mysterious thing that's happened to them like there's one where Starly and her friend are riding in a car and they get stopped at this stoplight that takes forever and they notice that the car like in front of them has a, a license plate that says um, I heart 911 and so there's this whole like why would anybody put something that controversial on a license plate? What's the story behind it? So this isn't just like, ooh, I'm going to pull out my you know magnifying glass and figure out the mystery. Because they do go after the mystery, but there's always like these... Tangents? To use, to, yeah, well, I was going to use gamer lingo and say side quests. I like to think of them as these little portraits of people that yeah. she kind of creates. She does, and it's, um, it's never only about the main mystery. Mm-hmm. There's always some kind of fun story that Starly unearths, you know, like the one in the Welcome Back Back Cotter episode where you hear this big long story about one of the people that used to work on Welcome Back Cotter, how he was like held hostage by Phil Spector for five hours. To me, the fascinating thing is about the side quests in this and how those may or may not weave into the main mystery, but either way, the narrative of the mystery. Every every episode is not just we did this, then we found that, then we did this and we found that. It's everything is written and thematically connected and it's I can't imagine how long it took to figure out how to write this in such a coherent and symbolic way. Like if you enjoy reading like a good like dense novel, I think you'll enjoy listening to this because that's very much how it feels. It feels like you've been brought into a novel and you're you're listening to how like these sleuths pick up everything neither of you have listened to this american life but you can tell that she was a contributor on this american life and the way that they portray and tell stories like i could very much hear that in the show and so you definitely should check out this american life i have listened to a few episodes but not a lot and not something i was trying to get into that being said i had no idea she was a contributor on this american life and i didn't i haven't listened to enough of this american Mm -hmm. life to make that connection between the narratives so that's really interesting i mean i tend to like pick and choose this american life like based on what they're talking about and i haven't listened to it in forever because once i stopped my actual grown-up adult job like I don't have the time to listen to podcasts like I used to depending on the topic they were talking about or depending on the contributors and like David Sedaris is actually how I first got into it because he would read a lot of his stories on This American Life okay so that's how 10 years ago needing something to keep me occupied at work this was one of the first things I started listening to. And, like, another thing about the narrative is that it just makes it s- the mystery so much more interesting. For for example, the Source Code episode, if Starly had just been to come back and be like, spoiler alert, Jake Gyllenhaal's height <laughs> is 5 foot 11 and a half inches, it wouldn't have been so interesting. But the journey that she took to get there... And is what really made the episode. And their phone call, or their is interview, amazing. I'm pretty sure it was a phone call, yeah. it is amazing. That's one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. yep. was their phone call. Yeah. I was so shocked by how much time he spent on the phone with her. Right. Like, it was great. And, like, I feel like I really love Starly, and I just feel like she has this talent for getting people's stories like that. And I just listened to, I listened to them out of order, I just listened to... The Britney episode, where she has that long interview with the, uh, I think he's a sales rep the, or something. The Ticketmaster guy. Yes. 
which was amazing. That's yeah. one of my favorites also, like mm-hmm. por- parts also, is just the way she's able to pretty much connect with anybody she's talking to mm-hmm. and the empathy she has for them mm-hmm. and being able to pull out things that in a normal conversation, in a normal interview, people are not going to get this stuff. And with the Ticketmaster guy and then um, when she was trying to find... It's still the, still the Britney episode when she was trying to figure out if the book, how popular the book actually was and she was talking to somebody at a bookstore or whatever and finds out that this person's parents had actually won the lottery and won a million dollars and whatever and then and I think that person kind of realized like how long (laughs) they had like talked because then she was like okay did I answer your question kind of got like back to what her job and what she was supposed to be doing and and Starly's like you answered the question I called about but now I have so many more (laughs) oh yeah I love that moment oh the Britney episode I was just thinking about this and like how like all these she also kind of talked to a lot of people that had like just these small interactions with Britney and it made me made me think about my own like small history with Britney and quotation marks because I've never met her but I was 11 when my stepdad bought me my first concert tickets and they were to a, a Britney Spears concert and I was so excited jumping up and down and everything it's one of the sweetest things he's ever done for me because it's like not his type of music at all he's like heavy metal like heavy metal and he took me to this concert with my friend and he still says it's like one of the best shows he's ever been to and that episode just made me become more of a fan of Britney I mean I wasn't a big fan before the episode but the way that she kind of went about finding that answer well here was my thing because I watched them in order I think they got better and better as they went on not that any of them were bad by any means but you know, she set the bar fairly high in the first one, but then you come to the second one, which I think was the Britney one. But, you know, by then she's had interactions with people that, like you guys said, like, I, I wouldn't be able to do because it's just, <laughs> it shouldn't work, but it does. And so the, the, like, conspiracy theorist part of me is just like, she didn't really do this. She oh. scripted this. She had to have scripted this. It's a very small part of me. Like, I've really wanted it to be real and everything. So I think that's why the best one to me has to be the source code one where she has the conversation with Jake Gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. because you can't fake that. Yeah. People impersonate, you know, celebrities and stuff like that, but they don't have such a nonchalant feel to them Mm -hmm. was real. And I'm like, that just makes the whole rest of it. Not that I was doubting it the whole time, Mm -hmm. but like that solidified the rest of it for me that this is just like amazing talent. I don't know. It's just, it's fascinating how she could talk to people like that. I agree. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love the moment on the phone with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like, so how tall are you? And he's like, oh wait, that wasn't fair. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then he's like, I never thought I'd be apologizing to you on this interview. And she's like, I did. (laughs) You know, it's so cute. And then when they share each other's height and she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm 4'11", but most of the time I say I'm five foot. And then some days I feel like I'm six feet tall. (laughs) And he's like, that's what I'm talking about. It was just so great. I have no idea if Jake Gyllenhaal is married just because I don't keep up with that. But good Lord, I ship the two of them. They're adorable. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were really, really precious. She's just precious in general. And, like, mm-hmm. her enthusiasm comes through and, like, how involved she gets. Like, she wants to figure this stuff out. And that's 
little touches that she puts in the episode. The Cotter episode is one of, another one of my favorites. And also because we get this really in-depth look at this artist's life. Who knows how many lunchboxes, like, he was drawing, you know? Right. And, like, I don't know. That was pretty awesome. I really liked the belt buckle episode, too. Mm-hmm. Because... Again, getting the portrait of the person from, like, everybody around them, which is what she did for the guy that did the drawings on the lunchboxes, Mm -hmm. you know, and what what was so intriguing because he was no longer alive. In the belt buckle episode, she does eventually talk to the guy, but first she's finding out all about him through all these other people Mm -hmm. and just... I don't know if she just looked out and the people she's dealing with are seem like really cool, really intriguing people. It could have been a jerk who had this belt, you know, like it could have been horrible people. But both of these people that she's talking to everybody else about, like the people respected them, admired them, Mm -hmm. like, and that came through in the episode, just the way she was able to pull that information out Mm -hmm. of people and paint the portrait of these people. Right. Yeah. Very, very cool. And I really love the portrait of Innard. I just really loved it. Like, all those little facts that she found out about him, that he used to, like, be a professional wrestler and that he didn't like modern art and just the description of him was just really awesome and then the hands that he drew on the lunch boxes like in those portraits that that was kind of his signature and then he put his like family and his own face yeah that was so cool it was just really cool well he was like the michelangelo of of lunchbox bakers that was what michelangelo did like he would stick people into into like the Sistine Chapel and stuff like that most of them were insults but (laughs) (laughs) um I think going back to what what one of you was saying about like you know did she just run across nice people all the time I mean there were a couple saltier characters but I think it really speaks a lot to her and just the goodness and humanity in general that she's able to bring it out There's something about her that I think people want to be nice to, to be kind to. I don't know. I think that's why she's able to paint such a good picture is that, I mean, she's like a little tiny ray of light, I feel like. Yeah. Um, Even her name is like... Yeah. Oh, goodness. I made a pun. I was going to say, I don't know if he was serious. Jake Gyllenhaal said, um, like, he thought she was real tall. And, like, to me, she is tiny. Like, I mean, she is tiny, she said. But, like, in my mind, yeah, she's tiny. Like, you could put her in your pocket and carry her around she's just precious and adorable like right, like a little fairy i wonder if it's because of how ruthless she probably was in hunting him down oh yeah yeah like not that he's like some impenetrable like has, right. has a force field around him or something like that but like she's very tenacious mm-hmm. right um and i think that's also another reason why people want to help her because she's not just a jerk about getting things done like, she has a passion behind everything that she's searching for, even if it's something she doesn't care about, like, welcome back, Cotter. Like, she did not care. Mm-hmm. But the thrill of the hunt was why she kind of, yeah. like, kept on trying to find out stuff about it. Right. I think that did give me a little unease, pause, kind of the way that she stalked in some ways these <laughs> two celebrities. Like, I'm glad she found the answer, and I'm glad it all worked out, and and both like, Brittany and her interaction with her and Jake Gyllenhaal and her interaction, like, they didn't seem offended or anything mm-hmm. by it. The ruthlessness in which she was pursuing this, like, that did give me a little bit of pause, and I do prefer when it's not about a celebrity. Interesting. I very much enjoyed some of the aspects of those shows, but it does just cause a little unease the way that she mm-hmm. is 
people are approaching him at dinner, you know, and yeah. things like that. I enjoyed the story very much and I enjoyed the interview, but I do prefer when it's an unknown. Yeah. Painting a picture of somebody we just don't know at all. And there's more of a story there. And that's interesting because I was kind of like afraid that after the Jake Gyllenhaal one, like the bar would be kind of set too high. More people would expect it always to be about celebrities. Not that we have any more episodes, but <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. I think my favorite part outside of the Jake Gyllenhaal episode had to have been um, when she finally returned the belt buckle. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, he sounded like he was about to cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a cool item. The belt buckle it has a little miniature toaster on it that pops out miniature toast. Like, legitimately, you press a button and metal toast pops out. It's got this whole cooking and baking theme and everything. And I'm like, this is really cool. But if I were to see this in a thrift shop, I would, co- I would think, oh, this is cool. But that is so gaudy. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't think about it being something that actually meant something to somebody mm-hmm. outside of the creator. Like, the person who made it, I'm sure they were attached to it or at least had a lot of fun making it. But, like, I didn't think about the emotional connection that somebody could have to it, especially since it was just found in, like, some bushes or something like that. But the fact that even it had a story behind it that was, like, really emotional to the original mm-hmm. owner of the belt was just really cool to me. Yeah, definitely. And I love the beginning of the story where her friend who has the belt buckle is like, I feel like this needs to be returned, you Mm -hmm. know? And so being able to return that and have that story kind of be told is like really cool. Mm -hmm. One of the things that is also really cool about this show is that you don't see all of the legwork that had to have gone into this. Mm -hmm. Like they do a really good job of balancing it between telling you what they did and telling you just about what goes on from there, mm-hmm. but they don't bore you with the details. And at the same time, that's <laughs> it totally explains to me why there's only six episodes in the yeah. first season. Because I can't imagine, like, I wouldn't be surprised if one episode took at least a month to make. It, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, at least. I'm sure they took longer. Mm-hmm. I also have to sit and think, like, how many things did they work on that didn't pan out? that they didn't record or that they did record while they were doing it but just like can't release it because they don't have an answer right this this whole podcast is founded on the idea of i've got a mystery i'm going to solve it i will solve it and you'll know by the end and it's like you don't always this is life you don't always solve mysteries i would like to hear an episode or two where they don't solve it yeah same to see Mm -hmm. at what point do they say okay this this is unsolvable you know right so i think like yes the premise is that but i think you could sit there and still release i mean i don't know Uh, there probably are some that they did not succeed at and didn't release but i don't think that's definitely a no-go just if they don't right don't oh i'd love to listen to that too i think the closest we come to that though is is the welcome back cotter episode because they don't know the the man who made the lunchbox died so they have to figure out you know they have to give it you know the best guess of what it was so there's mm-hmm. not really an answer there's just an answer that we're comfortable with you know yeah right maybe they're saving up things for a rainy day or something I mean, maybe that'd be nice it's been over a year now yeah but it's i should so well should yeah. i break the news to you yeah but break the news to her what it's been suspended it's or, or not suspended it's been canceled why was it canceled it, um to put it in in kind words, I mean, there's not tons of information on it. Starley released a blog post about it earlier this month, um, mm-hmm. so like the beginning of October 2016, 
saying that she had been let go from Gimlet. The reasoning behind it, it was something along the lines of the mystery show is not feasible, basically. Which I think kind of speaks to what I was saying about how, like, there has to be more going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. And Starley seems, like, really upset about it. After you told me that, I was looking up a little bit more about it. And she is trying to find a way to keep doing it. Gimlet has now come out and said some stuff about it, too. Not a whole lot, but it sounds like, though, Gimlet technically owns it, so they're trying to kind of work that out. And she says there are some things in the works, but she can't announce anything right now. Did it sound like (laughs) Gimlet was trying to get in the way of Starly continuing the show somewhere else? No, actually, Gimlet... Is trying to work with their Their official thing was kind of saying that they're trying to work it out so she can do it somewhere else okay. was, was kind of their official line. I was about line. to be, like, really upset with Gimlet. I was about to, like, have a resentment that I would carry with me to my deathbed. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and okay. like, Alex, he actually released a little thing, like, on SoundCloud or somewhere, I forget. He talks about it a little bit and sits there, and he does say, you know, like, we're pretty transparent with a lot of things but there's some things basically we're not telling you everything that happened to, to lead us to this decision which actually just makes oh, it a, sound Alex? a little more shady one of the main guys and and the for, uh, for Gimlet Media oh okay but saying like they were very very sad or whatever so it does make me kind of wonder I do understand like yeah this podcast is gonna take a long time a lot of resources mm-hmm. And you're not really sure. She was in the middle of working on season two. Things weren't going as well as she wanted them to be. Like she had been working on an episode and came back and got told that they were no longer going to be producing the mm-hmm. the podcast. When Janelle said that it was suspended because, wait, what did you say? Anyway, <laughs> not feasible. Right, not, not feasible. At least the word, I, I think that's what you said. It. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't argue with that. You know, yeah, I mean, like, sense. I want her to do it. I want her to dedicate her life to giving me episodes like this. <laughs> but it's a lot to ask of a person, and it would take a lot of work to do. Yeah, it would, and it takes a lot of manpower because right. I mean, they said there was more than one person working on every episode. Mm-hmm. For Welcome Back, Cotter, she had at least two or three other people working on it. She often, you know, flew other places. Mm-hmm. She had to pay like what was it, twenty five hundred dollars to get a a, a ticket to right. Brittany you know all VA, VIP access thing you know it's gotta cost a lot plus you have man hours on top mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. plus the logistics of getting it all getting the story written, all together yeah getting mm-hmm. it, it written that well and edited and recorded recording mm-hmm. can take forever especially when it's something scripted I'm not really surprised I wondered when I was listening to it I was like this is so good I don't know how it could continue mm-hmm. because it's that great. I it's, mean, it's the firefly of podcasts. Yeah. Well, I just want to remind everyone, I know I've said this before, it was the number one podcast when it was like... And it's still in the top 100. Okay. Uh, uh, it, yeah. On something I read within like I mean, the 10 minutes before I mean, it was very successful as she was putting out episodes. And that's just... But it makes sense because Gimlet is not that old at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the startup podcast is them starting up Gimlet. Have you ever listened to the Startup Podcast? No, I haven't. Um, the first season is actually them creating Gimlet and their oh. idea of this podcast network. Okay. It's very interesting. Gimlet Media is only three, four years old, I think. So I can see where a show this big, this ambitious, taking that much budget, 
is just we just can't afford this and we Absolutely, can't yeah. and if she was having problems with season two like we can't afford you not to have the answers and then you have to scrap an entire episode like that might have been part of it too you know yeah. I don't know how long she was working on season two what all was going wrong but mm-hmm. it might be like yeah we like this idea but we just we just can't afford to be mm-hmm. a successful company like we can't afford this right especially since she I mean there haven't been any podcasts in over a year now so to be spending so much time creating something but not actually showing right like, what you're creating. well and it was back in April she got let go okay it but just, still it that's just all... it just never came out until like October okay publicly okay but that's still almost a year yeah since the first episode that is upsetting however before this conversation I didn't even know there was a season two I didn't even know there was material for a season two so I'm happy <laughs> it's, it's not released I know it's not released but it's there's some material out there that I haven't heard yet <laughs> um and yeah she didn't say anything about how far into it she was either mm-hmm. so we don't know if it was if it's been recorded we don't know anything I think it made it sound like there's one episode's worth uh if I remember yeah, see, correctly that could be a, definitely be a problem if there's only one episode <laughs> after I could also see where privacy concerns might be a thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. all it takes is one person to not, not be happy. And then yeah. it all comes down. You know, one person to be like, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Stop snooping. Or one person to not enjoy the investigative <laughs> journalism <laughs> methods. <laughs> yeah. More than likely, they would have had to have signed release. So if they're not satisfied, they just wouldn't sign the release and they wouldn't be a part of the episode. Yeah. Although, I mean, I know, like, that's how it would work, like, on actual radio, on, like, news shows Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. I'm not sure how much of, like, how much of that has necessarily transferred over to podcasts. I would think... I hope that Starly has covered her bases. I was going to say, I would think if you are trying to do something like this, you would do that. And coming from... This American Life contributor, I would think she would because This American Life wasn't is an NPR radio show, mm-hmm. so they are going to have covered their bases. They are going to have done all that stuff. I would think that they would have covered their bases. At least somebody being like, I didn't agree to be aired. Like I feel like she would have made sure releases were signed and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. I agree. Well, what about the phone con- conversations? This might just be nitpicking, but like my first thought is. You email um, them the release and they send it back. Okay. Or fax it. Yeah. We we have we have mm-hmm. these uh, machine different. <laughs> well, machine no, I'm thinking about she like you hear those phone conversations from beginning to end, like where she's calling the bookstores and mm-hmm. the, the the ticket master guy and everything, and like you hear the phone ring, you hear it hang up. I'm sure there's a little bit of editing in there, but it doesn't seem like there's enough for her to be like, oh yeah, can I fax you? Uh, a release form mm-hmm. it could be like she goes through the entire conversation more than likely she calls first has a little bit of a conversation and then calls back yeah or sits there and has the conversation and then calls back just kind of thinking mm-hmm. of it through more of a news reporting whatever that type of thing like they're going to have probably made contact beforehand mm-hmm. well I hope so <laughs> I guess that's all I have to say I hope so what were your first impressions of listening to her? Who is she? Like that, okay. because I recognize the voice oh. and I'm like... Anything else? <laughs> like, um, well, just like, that she's precious and that I... Uh, so you, did you instantly like what you were hearing? 
Yeah, because and I because I remembered liking her from This American okay. Life. There was an automatic like yeah. I love whatever. the music that they use in the episodes, mm-hmm. uh, the beginning and the end, and they have these little sound effects that they use throughout, which I thought was really well done. Do you know? They are. I immediately thought she sounded like this actress. Do you guys watch Big Bang Theory? Yes. Yes. Okay. Or you remember um, the girl that Raj starts going out with that's, like, totally anxious about everything? Yes. The, I love her. Yeah. I don't know that I watched it at that point, so I'm going to need an actual actress. Oh, then. oh, Kate Micucci, I think. I immediately thought she was probably, like, the spiritual twin of Kate Micucci. Uh, like, I did like not it. hear a tall person. I heard a very small person, mm-hmm. you know? And she kind of does look a little bit like Kate Micucci. But, uh, no, so one thing, I think I've discovered a good time when I can listen to podcasts. Because I can never fall asleep right away. So I always lie in my bed and, like, play games on my phone and whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to, but I always do. So that's where I would listen this past week. So I need to remember to do that with all my podcasts that I'm so far behind on. Also, like, that does help me. Like, when I'm ready to actually sleep pretty quickly, if I put down the phone, then I'm falling asleep, which is good because I suffer with firm insomnia. Where, like, sometimes I'll watch TV, but, like, you're missing something. Right. Whereas podcasts, like, the point is to listen. Mm -hmm. And And you can close your eyes. Right. Yeah, I do the same thing. And I know I've talked about, like, sometimes I use the Sleep With Me podcast, but I'll jump around to my other podcasts as well. And it really does help. Guys, I hate to break this, but Starly Kind was on Conan with Jake Gyllenhaal. (gasps) And they measured his height. What? Yeah. We could pause and watch it and talk about it. Okay, so we just finished watching that clip, and it is fantastic. You must go find it. It's called something like uh, Starly Kine and Conan Unravel the Mystery of Jake Gyllenhaal's Height, and it's fabulous. Yes. And we ship them harder now. Absolutely. They make them such a cute couple. Um, She's so tiny. Yeah. And they measure him. And they discuss Max morning height. It was adorable. So definitely go and watch that. But Janelle did want to point out that his feet were not together, so it was Good not Lord. an accurate measurement. <laughs> he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he still stands like he was in Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yes. <laughs> he still has the, the cowboy stance going on. In his leg. Well, and also, like, they measured from the side. Like, you got to measure, like... Oh, boy. You gotta, you gotta, like, stand up straight, legs together, and, like, measure from the back, like, back, yeah. so you can actually, like, measure, so. Because Conan, Conan was getting, like, 5'11", or whatever, and it looked like from the camera more 5'10", but. Oh, really? At least to me. Like, I, w- yeah. Um, but I don't, it, I don't, I don't see that it was accurate, like. Inconclusive, but still hilarious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> more questions, but more, hilarious. We have more questions. Okay, so if this ever returns, uh, will you guys uh, listen again? Will you guys follow it? If I know about it. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be, like, banging down the door or blowing up my phone or something like that. Yeah, I'll totally listen to it. Now, whether or not I'm going to start listening to other podcasts, I I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I will probably go, like, subscribe. Well, it's not going to be through Gimlin anymore, so we'll have to find it. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what I'll do. But, yes, if I know that it's out there, Mm -hmm. I will will listen to it. So I do have one more question for Janelle, follow-up question. Does it kind of open you up a little more to if someone were to recommend another podcast, would you 
be a little more open to it, or do you think you're still the same? I mean, because it, of all the reasons you said previously. It depends on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm gonna go drive back home to my parents and have long drives or whatever, and it doesn't sound like something that, you know, I'll have to pay attention to all the time, like, every time listen to it, maybe. But... I don't know. It was it was hard for me, even though as much as I liked this, it was hard for me to fit it into my week. Okay. So, it's just not the type of person I am. I'm not a podcast mm-hmm. person. Now, when you guys force me to listen to it, I'll get it done. Yeah. But, like, that's why I was having to listen to it while coding today, mm-hmm. and that was not optimal. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Some type of podcast I might recommend for you, though, there's a number of different, like, long-form interviews podcast so people that you are interested in like there is probably yeah. some amazing interviews that you're missing out on by not paying any attention to podcasts i actually i have one a recommendation uh nerdist interviewed nathan fillion mm-hmm. and it's amazing so y'all just yeah i mean if you get like the hot button people for me totally mm-hmm. i listened to like a 45 minute long it was a video but i wasn't actually watching it because it was it was a pot a video of the podcast where they uh talk to Rami Malek like oh. at like the fifth episode when it when the fifth episode of Mr. Robot was premiering of the first season yeah. and that was fabulous that's like one of the best interviews I've ever seen and the only reason I listened to it though was because A I was on a Rami Malek binge and B I was cooking <laughs> yeah it's podcasts are great for cleaning and cooking it helps me work out more all of the um, things that I don't do often. Right. I don't clean or cook enough or work out enough. But I was going to say, when you get obsessed with some new actor or actress, like check out podcasts to see if you can find long-form interviews. Nerdist does great long-form mm-hmm. interviews. Uh, Kevin Pollock Chat Show and WTF with Mark Maron are some of my favorites. Kevin Pollock Chat Show is also on YouTube for videos. I bet you that was the one that it was. That sounds familiar. I mean, don't quote me, but like if you're interested in Rami Malek, go look that up and see if if that is the one. So have you guys listened or watched anything else that we've done previously? I'm still plugging along on Merlin. Mm -hmm. I will finish that this week, hopefully. Mm -hmm. I'm on the last season. And I did go spoil myself for the very end um, a little bit. Oh, because I had a question that I really needed answered, so I went and looked it up, and then I watched a couple clips from the last episode. Because I've just gotten to that point where it's taking me too long to watch the series, and I need answers. Mm-hmm. And I pain. Ne- so, yeah, so I did go spoil myself for, like, the very last episode for a couple things. But I'm totally fine with that, and part of me just wants to jump ahead and watch the last episode and then go watch the ones I've missed. But I'm not going to do that, I don't think. <laughs> But yeah, so that's me. Are you still watching Chuck? No, I finished Chuck. It's going to be gone on Netflix. It's leaving at the end of October. Um, So probably by the time this episode is out, no more Chuck. And I will be sad. Yeah, I I finished Chuck last week, I think. Okay. Um, But I did watch an episode of Merlin earlier this week, and I just got super stoked all over again and want to watch it again. Mm -hmm. I love it. I I watched one of the later episodes back when, like, the bro-ship between, um... uh, Arthur and Merlin. Yeah, like, it's... Oh, my gosh. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's the episode um, where Merlin is uh, forced by Morgana to (laughs) try and kill Arthur. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) By all rights, it shouldn't be funny, but it's hilarious. (laughs) I haven't watched any more um, of a Harry Potter, a very Potter musical, but I've thought about it. I've thought about going back to that. 
I've mostly been trying to search for more things to recommend to you guys. I rewatched Hellcats to see if I was gonna make you guys watch that. <laughs> I know, Janelle, you're so excited. <laughs> it's about cheerleaders. Oh, I know College what it's about. cheerleaders. But uh, maybe. That's a possibility. I don't know if it's gonna be anytime recent or whatever. And I started watching The Last Man on Earth, which I really love, but I don't know. I don't know what how you guys would feel about it, so... Yeah, but I haven't been keeping up with anything else. Oh my gosh, I finished. I know that this does not apply to our podcast. Sorry, guys. I finished uh, The Husband's Secret by Elaine Moriarty, and it was so good. It was so good. I thought about, see, that was another thing. I was like, maybe I should introduce them to Elaine Moriarty. Not the actual person, just her work. But <laughs> Yes, yes, I just, picked up on that. Just to clarify. So, Kim, what are we going to be watching next? So next time we're going to go with something a little different in that I'm going to recommend This Is Us, which is a new show this fall. We haven't really done an as-airing show yet. We've kind of done shows from the past, so this will kind of be a first. Well, Mr. Robot is airing, but there's two seasons of Mr. Robot versus This Is Us. At the moment we're recording this episode, only has three episodes out. When we record next week it it will have four episodes so we will all have watched all four of those episodes and discuss it and I'm really looking forward to it because I'm hoping to get Elizabeth into it so that I can talk to somebody about this even though I'm going to have to make sure that like she stays up on it. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, We're going to do This Is Us. And if you haven't watched it yet, it is on NBC uh, this fall, uh, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock Eastern. To watch the old episodes, you should be able to watch them on NBC.com or on Hulu. Quote, unquote, old episodes. Yes, yes. the, The not new episodes. Yes, so that's what we're doing. If you want more I Love It Don't You content, visit iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. You can also email us at our email address, I love don't you one at gmail.com. Our website has links to all our social media, so please follow us. Let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Hey, guys, just a heads up. Next week when we talk about This Is Us, we will be talking about um, the entire four episodes. There's some twists, some reveals, and we will be um, discussing those. So if you want to watch the show watch the show um before you listen to the podcast thanks